0: hello what's happening and welcome to another episode of the prime life podcast i'm your host alex collins and joining me in today's conversation is ultra endurance athlete and mental health advocate Connor o'keefe in this episode we talk about Connor's journey from mai Thai fighting to winning the enduro man 200 which is a 200 mile ultra endurance marathon race based here in ireland We also dive deeper into his passion for personal development and personal growth and discuss some of his practices and values that he implements on a daily basis that helps him appreciate life more and ultimately live life to the fullest. So, without further ado, I hope you enjoy my conversation with the gentleman himself, Connor (laughs) O'Keefe. Uh, Connor Keith, welcome to the podcast, man. How are you doing? Thanks
1: very much for having me on, Alex. Brother,
0: Connor. So you're a proud, uh, a proud Cork man from the rebel county, and mm. uh, I can, uh, I can definitely see why. I was down in uh, Cork a couple of, a couple of weeks ago, back in August, and man, it is a beautiful, beautiful county. Mm.
1: Beautiful well, it's so, it's so big. Like we could fuck up half the county, and half of it would still be, you know, yeah, big, big, big enough to be a fairly decent county. You know, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> It's massive, it's like West Cork is like separate than Cork City. Like, I was down in Bantry and um we went down towards, yeah, obviously down Clonacilty and all that Larry. Man, it is gorgeous, it is, it's gorgeous. I could say it's nearly as nice as if not nicer. And I'm sure Shane Finn, if he's here and they're listening to this, uh, the Kerry man will, will, uh, will disagree with that, but yeah, it's, it's gorgeous, man. I had that triathlon down in Bantry. So many hills in the place, god damn. <laughs> so many mountains, but it's a pretty beautiful, beautiful place. It's like,
1: the o- it's the only really super area, super hilly area of Cork is down around that kind of section, like, you know, yeah, but yeah. I'm going to fucking step in here now, right, and I'm going to fucking, I'm going to, to, to uh, probably ruffle the feathers of my fellow Corkonians. I do think that. Kerry has some of the most spectacular scenes you can find in the country. Like, you know, so I'm not going to say which one is which, but I, I, I'm fond
0: of both. Yeah, they're beautiful. Yeah, no, down here in the Midlands or up here in the Midlands. There's not many, many mountains or that to train in, but you're like, it's grand, it's good, it's good. So, Conor, um, you I, you remind me an awful lot of one of the guys I had on here, uh, a Galway man, Damien Brown. Um because when I was preparing for that mm. podcast, man, I had no idea where to start with that podcast, and it's similar to this one, because you're a man of many talents. You have a list of achievements. You've done so much, so many different things. So I'm going to hand this over to you, um, so Connor. Where did this? Where, how has your life developed into what you're doing now? Because you won the Endure Ultraman 200 back last year, but before that, you've been on a bit of a journey, wasn't it? Before that, mm. January that. So. Tell us, tell us, tell us, the viewers, listeners, where, a bit about yourself and you know where you came from and how you ended up to where you are now.
1: Yeah, I I, I literally talked about this today um, on my Instagram, like because today is Sunday, right? I don't know what day you're going to re- release this or whatever, but it's Sunday the eleventh, right? And the the Sundays for me before were like I didn't like them because they were like the last kind of like gulp of air of freedom before you were back into the you know the bullshit of the work week like you know and I'd usually spend them hung over my throat burnt off me from smoking too many cigarettes and just being out in the smoking area and just feeling really shitty about myself really like filled with a lot of remorse a lot of shame just not feeling the best about myself and having a bad inner dialogue to follow with it too you know and then I thought about today where I woke up before the sun was up and got myself out to the seaside, got into the water and was there to watch the sun come up while I was in the water, surrounded by some wonderful people. And I had to stand there on the beach as I kind of fucking shivered my ass off thinking, Jesus, life has changed. You know, life has changed for the better, and I think back to those times when I woke up and I had those hungover eyes on me and I, I, I felt terrible and I was to blame. I was to blame for doing that. It was my choice to go out and drink too much and, and do all those things and smoke cigarettes and, and not look after my body or my mind. But I'm also to blame and people say like, blame, Like, are you not more responsible for the good days? But I know I'm flipping the meaning of the word blame and I'm blaming myself for having these wonderful Sundays. And oh. um, because I I used to blame a lot of people and use the word blame and blame people for why there were certain parts of my life that I I wasn't happy with. You know, I used to blame my my my, my girlfriends or my 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 boss or my parents or you know people that loved me like an or else or people that gave me money. I used to I used to be blaming them for how crap my life was. And then what I'm what I'm kind of basically doing over the last two years has been flipping around the scripts. And that's, that's, um, that's, I, I was talking to you there about my, about my podcast that I'm doing. The podcast is called flip the script. And that's what I've been doing over the last two years, really, in terms of everything is, is I've been flipping the script. And and that's just one example is flipping the word blame. And now I'm blaming myself for how good my life is. And that's the, that's the all-encompassing way of looking at my the last two years of my life because like ultra marathon and running 200 miles and all of those things are just really byproducts of how I've been thinking, of yeah. the change in thought patterns that have led me from these Sundays where I wake up feeling terrible about myself physically and mentally to now Sundays where I wake up and I'm looking for the opportunity Opportunity for the adventure, for for what I can do, and um and and, and I'm to blame for that, you know? And that's that's I suppose that's who I am, I suppose, is, that, is the person that's on a journey of discovering himself and constantly wanting to figure out certain aspects of who he is.
0: And it's it's like taking responsibility. It's just taking responsibility of and how did you like when when you talk about flipping the switch, how did you how did you flip that switch? What, no, what was that
1: I don't know, it's the connection, right? But it's flipped the, flip the script. So it's sorry, like...
0: Script, sorry. Yeah, it's
1: all good, it's all good, it's all good. It's probably the Cork accent as well. <laughs> um, but basically, it's like I had written these scripts for myself of how I, how I viewed myself, how I viewed my life, and how I viewed loads of different aspects, and how I viewed day-to-day tasks, right? And so all of these had been written and been read by me for years, So it took me some time to deconstruct them. You know, I had a terrible view of myself when I'm talking about those days where I'm waking up feeling like shit. I had a really shitty view of myself as well. So I had a really shitty view of who I was. You know, I didn't didn't feel like I was worthwhile. I didn't feel like I was a good person or a kind person or any of these things that, that everybody else was telling me that I was. But I could never believe it because I'm there like this kind of going, oh, yeah, 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 you're, you know, you're telling me that I'm a good person, but I'm reading this script that I've r- written for myself that tells me otherwise, you know? Yeah. And so what the what the main parameters of this whole flipping the script thing has been is becoming my own best friend. Yeah. And that's what it starts with, man. It's like you can change all the external things you want. But if you're not, like, the only person you're with 24-7 is you. And if you're not saying the right things to yourself and you're not doing the right things for yourself and putting the effort into your life that you should be doing, it's not going to turn out the best for you, you know. And it didn't turn out the best for me. And that's how I know. I'm not just talking live here. It didn't turn out well for me because I wasn't my own best friend, and I wasn't. I was so far on the other end of being my my, my best friend. I was kind of my own worst enemy, mm-hmm. and that's what it's been. Has been a journey of becoming my own best friend and 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 moving forward in my life like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's having compassion for yourself. It's it's like, as, and I know you've talked about this in your stories. It's or on your on your social media. It's been being okay with failing and being okay with finding out who you are and being okay with trying to figure out your own path in life. And because you've been on a, you've been on a journey of, of real yeah. self-discovery like, and I suppose like, have you been throwing yourself into like different scenarios? Like I know you were in uh, you traveled around Ireland, which was absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But is it like going into the, doing these things? Is it like going off on, on these adventures? Do you think to like to, to flip the script as you say, Mm. do you need to step out of your comfort zone? Do you need to stretch yourself? And do you need to push your boundaries, both physically and mentally, to try and find out, to find worth in yourself?
1: I think that that was the case for me, but we're all different. So I don't think necessarily it's for everybody. Um, I think um, hmm, this is kind of, I, I suppose, not everybody's going to have the same approach. And I'll always say to people, it has nothing to do with running, you know, running for ages or doing these mad things or going off and camping for six weeks or going, you know, doing these yeah. things that, I, that I've been doing. That's kind of more just the way that I've expressed who I am, you know. Um, whereas what it actually takes is a lot of effort, right? It takes a lot of effort to really change how you think about yourself it does but but it's actually something that like what what I've learned from ultra is how I've how I've learned to adapt these things in life what I've learned from ultra marathon is when you're when you're in a situation like in a race where you're 70 miles in and you're really testing yourself and you you know you have 30 miles left and you're already broken into pieces like you can't really think about the 30 miles what i think about is the left step and the right step and yeah. putting them together and putting those forward like one by one. So breaking it down into the smallest measurable piece.
0: Yeah. And
1: when I think about life, then in that way, I think about a you know, a troubling thought or a troubling time or a period of time where I'm doubting or I'm, I'm, or I'm fearful of the uncertain and all it takes is maybe one positive thought or one positive outlook. It doesn't have to be a complete another script change overnight. It can just be thinking about one positive thing about your life that you're maybe you're grateful for, or maybe thinking about something good about yourself that day. So waking up and going, you know, Jesus Connor, well, well done. You did a fantastic uh, training session yesterday. Like, or giving yourself that on the back and and being your own best kind of cheerleader as well. And it starts with that one thought. That's what it is people. It's, it's a skill like anything else and it's a muscle as well that has to be trained. So yeah. Yeah. I'm have to get to the point where I, I'm, I'm putting myself in these different circumstances and these different situations to learn more lessons, to become more well-rounded. And I'm still working through it because there's a lot of times where I am faced with these things and I'm faced with the same issues and problems in life that people come up with all the time. I'm no different to anybody else. Mm-hmm. But um, I've definitely become way far better at navigating through my mind where I was kind of pawing around in the dark yeah. now I have the now I have the kind of flashlight on and I'm able to look around and see it from different angles and walk around and, and really see where it is but it takes time and um I'll, I'll, I'll trip over and I'll hit stumbling blocks and I love that and that's why I do these things because they present the stumbling blocks they present the times when I'm tested
0: yeah
1: and when I'll have to see you know read. Really how far I've come and um, yeah that's that, that's what I would say to people is it just takes that one thought to really and it snowballs and and life gets very exciting life gets very exciting after you do those things
0: yeah you seem to be living a very exciting life man it's 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 great to see you your story unfold online it's brilliant absolutely brilliant mm-hmm. that's
1: and that's exactly why I think a lot
0: of people uh, love following you man because you, and I you know we talked about this just before we started this but um yeah, you're very much so authentic. I think you're very much us uh, like, and people relate to that, just being yourself, being real, being, there's no barriers there and you're just living life to the fullest, which is just, it's incredible. It's great to see yeah. you. Great to see thanks
1: Thank you. For like- I'll say to people there that like, you know, um, I will really, I will say when I'm, you know, when I'm struggling with something and I will say when like something has been on my mind and how I've worked through it. And I think it's very important in a day and age that almost promotes being fake. It it almost promotes being like living this kind of this life that isn't, you know, honest or isn't upfront. And I want to say to people that like, I'll show you like what and like, um to not to harp on about my own podcast again but I the episodes the two first episodes that I've recorded of the podcast are a fuck, are like an in-depth chat about who I am my background yeah. where I came from and I really laid bare like you know I, I I I tell it exactly how it is scars and all and um that's how I suppose people will actually become more comfortable with talking to themselves in that open way and yeah like you would start, man. I don't know what I do. I don't know what I do. That like that, that. As people having this positive reaction to what I'm doing, but I really enjoy it. And it's the and what's so great about it is I don't know what I'm doing, so I can't stop doing it. You know, because it's like it just comes about, and I'm yeah. really like everybody. I'm so humbled by it, and not in a. Not in a pretentious way where I'm like, oh, Jesus, you know, isn't it great that you have, you, know, you have such a good time on my page? I mean, like, I don't fucking know what I'm doing, but I'm really loving that you're getting a good feeling from it. And what I say to people is it is nothing actually to do with me. I have, I have planted the seed, perhaps, but it's you who waters it and nurtures it and watches that thought turn into a a beautiful plant and and, and a beautiful string of thoughts about yourself and your life and and it's who does that and that's the hard work because like anybody can you know dig a little hole in the ground and put a seed in but it's up to that person to put that earth over it and to really to water it to nurture it to see where it can go and I'm excited for people when they, when they get to that point where they're seeing the leaves sprout out of these thoughts, I'm really actually excited for them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I love, I love responding to people that, that send me these messages because, um, I think because I I know from myself like when I first started out doing this like nobody was following me or whatnot or, you know what I mean um it wasn't until really after I uh, the the two hundred mile race that people kind of started going Jesus this guy's kind of you know this guy's got some good stuff going on or whatever and before that I would have had like people like Damian Brown like you just said there now, I would have like I'd had him on a pedestal and I still do really I, I like he's one of those guys that I don't think he'll ever know how much he's actually inspired me you know and. Um, yeah, and and how much he's actually made me think about things. So like, he's just he's he's a phenomenal dude. Like you know, but when I was messaging him, I was surprised he messaged me back. And people are surprised that I messaged them back. And I'm like, I I love talking to people. Message me, you know what I mean? Message me, and I message you back, and we'll have a chat. And you know what I mean? Don't, yeah, I, I love this. So like. Anybody that is listening to this now and go Jesus, guys, got you know, he's got some good stuff to say. Okay, you know, have a chat with me. Say, look here, I'm this and this and this is what I'm doing. Like you know, I'm interested.
0: Oh, it's great, man. Well, you can see that. You can see it right through, you know. And uh, that's that's why people can relate to you. That's why because you're just a normal guy and you're sharing very inspiring and motivational stuff. And it's just it's good. It's great, man. It, it is fantastic. I'd like to kind of go back to, I suppose your your race so how did the endure man that that what an incredible achievement there what an incredible yeah. achievement you're, you're the youngest guy ever to complete to complete the race is that correct
1: yeah i was yeah that's
0: phenomenal and so yeah. were you running before this because i know you were my you were my you were also my tie boxer weren't you
1: yeah yeah i was yeah. um i like yeah jesus like Again, like you know, I've been on a few other podcasts and I've talked about this, but I've never talked about it in the same yeah. you know, way twice. Like, you know, really, like, because you know? I think about it in so many different ways. Like, you know, but one of the biggest things, right, basically, the two hundred mile marathon, right, and um, what, what, like, I, th- I, I haven't, I've talked about this briefly on one other podcast, right, and what it's really showed me is. You don't need evidence that you can do something to go do it, right? And, and, and this is this is uh, what I've learned about it because I would have been very much like evidence-based a lot of the time, like, you know, and and really that would have stunted me in what I was wanted to do in my life, you know? So how the 200-mile marathon came about, geez, look, I'll have to go back a small bit, right, uh, before it even fucking got into the view, right? Um in 2018 I was like I had stopped boxing right for a good while and I had really spent that those couple of years before 2018 not looking after myself like really not looking after who I was my body my mind you know drinking too much uh, not really looking after myself at all and um I decided that I wanted to kind of be a sportsman again, you know. So I said, you know what? I'm going to run my first fucking marathon, and I'll be back on this, you know. I'm a sportsman type dealio, you know. Yeah. And so this, I, I so sorry, this I, is I, back
0: in 2018. This
1: before, is 2018. Yeah. Okay. So this is like the year preceding, uh, like before the the 200 miler, right? Okay. And so I I half drink, half train myself to the start of this marathon, right? which looking back on it now is like i only said this on my own podcast and i'm thinking back i was thinking back and i was like geez i never thought about it that way but what a horrible way to treat yourself (laughs) right so like i'm giving it all in training right and i'm getting the blood pump and i'm doing things that are good for me right yeah and then as like recovery I'm slugging pints and I'm smoking cigarettes and I'm doing this and like burning the wick on both ends and I'm like it's gonna come to the end where it just goes and it just implodes on itself you know so really if anybody's looking at this right and they're like and they're like Jesus that's what I do you know I fucking smash the drinks and then I smash it in the gym yeah that's not a good way to treat your body Mm. It's very, very good that you're active and it's very, very good that you're you're trying to do things like that and you're you're trying to balance your life. And 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 life is about balance. But if you are doing these great things for your body, getting your body moving, getting yourself, you know, getting get, getting out even for a walk, you know, getting out for a lovely walk in the evening, is great for the body, the mind, the soul, everything. And but you're 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 not treating it well at the other end, you're not sleeping mm-hmm. enough you're not treating it w- w- with good food. You're not drinking enough water. You're not doing the things that like are the building blocks for health, for, for being. Yeah. It's you're, you're it's, it's counterproductive. You know, the, the good stuff you're doing is actually going to be bad because it's going to stress your body in a way it doesn't want to be stressed. So that's yeah. what I say to you. But if you, Going to do that, you know, pick and choose your times when you're gonna when you're gonna you know when you're gonna go out and have your drinks or when you're gonna have your takeaway and all those kind of things. Yeah, for sure, and and have that balance in life. You know I mean, no one's ever saying take all those things away, but just if you're in a constant cycle of which I was, this is this is why I'm talking about it. It's not it's, I'm not blaming or pointing fingers here. I, I, this is what I did. I would say if I would
0: say a lot of people are like a lot of guys in Ireland or girls in Ireland be probably on that same wavelength there. Yeah.
1: yeah and I, And again, I don't even want to make that assumption. I'm just saying this is exactly what I fucking did. You know, I I fucking went out and was like doing like twenty kilometer runs, and then I get home and I get a text off one of the lads going, "Here we're in the blah 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 there having pints. You coming in?" And then I just, I'd literally go in, shower, wouldn't eat something properly. You know what I mean? Have a slice of toast (laughs) or something, and then fucking go into the pints. You know what I mean? So like that type of stuff is not. And. So I did the marathon anyway, and I finished it up. And about three weeks later, right, because I had gotten into following David Goggins. Like no doubt you've probably heard of him. Oh yeah. And yeah. I, I got really inspired by him. But I think I think David Goggins inspired me in a way that is not the usual way that people get inspired by David Goggins.
0: Really? Right? Right. That's. It's, I, I think the only one way to get inspired by him, but.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's what 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 inspired me about David Goggins was the times when he didn't give a shit. Yeah, didn't take care of himself, and he took the easy way out, and he took the path of least resistance. Right? Because I was like, that's fucking me. Because that's what I have done so many fucking times in my life. I just loved how honest he was about his. And then I heard about all of the achievements he had. But uh, to be honest with you, that didn't even really fucking matter to me. So from there, honesty became like when I when I started to share what I was doing, honesty became the, the utmost importance to me. Okay. Was never painting this fucking fairy tale view of who I am that I'm all great, as loads of these people online do, where I do no wrong, I am the fucking bee's knees. No, I'm gonna show you everything. So that's where that came from, and, and that's why one of my core values is honesty. And um, so, so when I when I got it, when, when I when I listened to him what I actually got was, I'm going to run 100 miles, you know? And that's the way my mind works and it has worked forever is let's do some tough shit. Like, you know, like <laughs> yeah. even when I was in the... Yeah, tough fucker
0: shit. You're, uh, the- yeah, yeah
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. For sure, like back in the Dizze, like, you know, like yeah. it was just like, let's go, let's go do this. And I, and, and fuck it, I don't even know why, buddy, to be honest. I don't know. I, like, I didn't I know think, why, man, I, I think why, it's, it's... I know why now I want to test
0: Sorry, sorry. There's sorry. a bit of a delay there. I know I didn't mean to cut you out, eh, on the on the internet, but um I, yeah, I would assume it's probably like I I I did my half Ironman. I just get fuck, I'm going to do this. It was my first half Ironman, and I just said fuck, I'm going to do this. I want to. I want to just set a goal. And I think probably comes down to goal setting. It's like this always oh, striving for something in the future to go to. You know, I think you need to have like depending on your personality type I would imagine that a lot of people need something to strive towards
1: yeah I I, I think that that was definitely the case for sure like I I definitely needed an external stimulus you know to to be on track you know or whatever the case to keep me on this kind of I don't know this this path that I had to think even though I don't believe life is a path or a track it's like I I, I needed you know (laughs) back then, so I, I, I basically was sitting down for lunch with my buddy Mark, and um, I said, I, I was there chatting wait to David Goggins, and I was eating my car free, like, you know, oh, yeah, he's fucking class, but he's unreal, like, you know, he's like, the way he talks about his life and all that, and then he was like, yeah, I know, yeah, it's fucking class, and he was like, man, he run a hundred miles, like, you yeah, know, fucking, he nearly broke his fucking soul, like, you know, blah, blah, and I goes, don't you know we should do, we should run a hundred miles, fine. And he goes, I go, uh, my phone was dead. And I was like, check out there. Is there a hundred mile race in, in Ireland? Like, you know, and he fucking was looking through his phone. He goes, yeah, there's a hundred mile race here. It's Connemara 100. And he's like, oh, it's, it's in it's in seven weeks. And I was like, book it. We're fucking doing it. And he oh, did, did the fucking thing anyway, right? So seven weeks later, we show up at the Connemara 100 We have no business being there. We are absolute fucking greenhorns in this whole endurance shit. Like, you know, I ran one marathon. Like, like my buddy Mark hadn't even ran a marathon. And we show up anyway, right? And I talk about the mile 55 because mile 55 for me is like a mentality now, right? Where I I go, it's time to kind of basically use this mile 55 mentality. The mile 55 mentality was to me was I was sitting down mile 55 after doing double the distance I've ever fucking run in my life. And I'm broke up. I'm fucked. I am in the back of my car. It's pissing fucking rain. And I'm eating a fucking breast and a bun meal from, from, from super Right. And I'm thinking, are you fucking here to run 55 miles? Or are you here to run a hundred miles? And I answered the question, I said, I'm here to run 100 fucking miles, and that's fucking it, and I said, okay, well, look, my knee was like a fucking, it was like a balloon, it was just, didn't even look like a knee, and I was like, I, I was basically facing down a 45-mile walk, because I couldn't run, but I could just about kind of limp, right, so I got out of the car and I was like, the only thing is, and we, we, me and Mark said this before the, before the race was, there was two things that were going to get us to the finish, the time and putting one foot in front of the other within that time, and that was the only thing that was going to get us to the finish line, and I just thought about that, I broke it down into each step, I didn't even break it down into each kilometre, I just broke down to each fucking step that I was putting forward, and... Long story short, I finished the race with, with two hours to spare in the cutoff time. And I finished that up. And just like all of the external shit that I had done, like the marathon or fighting for Irish title fights, or I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro as, as a teenager, all of those external things, I had never actually sat with the thought process around them and the reasons why. And so, when I, because I had never done that type of you know, internal investigation into myself, into why I'm doing these things. I could never fucking understand how to how to to develop continuity, to develop consistency. Mm. And so after that, I went to Little. I passed out from the pain. By the way, F- actually, flat out passed out. Like, couldn't couldn't keep awake. My my body was in so much pain. It just started going like it was. I, it's like somebody and I've, I've, I've never tried to like actually pop like say it's like someone started injecting cement into my body and it was slowly hardening boom right it was yeah, It was horrific right I, I, I couldn't move anything I was locking up I was cramping I was cramping in one area and, and trying to alleviate that cramp another one would fucking spring up and it was horrific right and then the next day I went to Lidl and got a bag of cider so a bag of cans of cider right and Drank away, blah, blah, ha, ha, laughing joke, I just ran 100 miles, I'm the biggest fucking king ever. <laughs> never fucking thought about, the like, never really thought into it at that time. You know, I was like, oh, yeah, I just did a 100 miles, cool, you know, unreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And from the 11th of August, 29th, 2018 to the 31st of December, 2018, I ran one fucking time. So like from that race, I ran fucking once before the end of the year and I drank, never drank so much in my life. I don't know what it was. Was it something that I like, did it flip a switch or something inside me that said, I can do whatever the fuck I want now. You know, I've done hundred miles. I've completed fucking life. You know, whereas I was far from it. I was actually in probably the worst mental state I'd ever been in in my life. And people find that so fucking strange, Right. When I say that I was actually in the worst mental state in my life, like before and after that 100 miler, I was in actually a really bad way. But there was something in me, I don't know what it was, where there was just no fucking quit in me. So I I, I couldn't fucking do it anyway, right? But when I woke up in 2019, this is when the flip the script mentality came about. This is when I realized I was going to actually have to be my own best fucking friend. And I couldn't, lambaste myself mentally anymore I couldn't fucking Mm. I couldn't give myself a shit time all the fucking time and I think the worst of myself all the time because it was going to end up with me in a box it was going to end up with me in a box six feet around and I I knew it and it was heading that way and so I was kind of basically left with the fucking choice of we either decide and I made and I made the decision like to not only be my best friend but put fucking effort into my life you know and like really put fucking
0: effort
1: and um, Jesus Christ I've actually never got emotional I know what it is but uh, and after I made that decision where I was like okay you know you, you're gonna have to be
0: your own here, yeah you mind? Sorry, repeating that. You, I think your thing, your your internet just literally disconnected there for a minute, for about thirty. No
1: worries. You're all good. You're all good. Um, I I I was saying um, that I, I when, when I made that decision um, at the start of it that I was going to be my own best friend. Yeah. yeah. About about two two days later, I'm leaving work, right? And this is how the two hundred miles came about. Um. I'm leaving work and it's a fairly shitty night, right? It's dark already. I'm leaving. It's about quarter past six and it's already dark. So it's like fucking, what is it? So like the 3rd of January, you know what I mean? It's a really short. And I'm fucking, I'm I'm seeing this fucking head torch bopping down the fucking road in front of me. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I I walk over towards my car and I see that it's Mark, my buddy that I did the 100 mile run with. He had run another hundred miler in December wow. and was kind of on this hundred mile, uh, on this ultramarathon trail, like, you know,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. and, I, and I'm there looking at him, right? I'm after spending the last four months since my marathon fucking things, slugging fucking pints, yeah. calling fucking pints for, for me and fucking smoking cigarettes and doing shit that like I shouldn't have been doing. And he starts chatting to me anyway. And he goes, I'm after, I'm after uh, signing up for this 200 mile run. And I said, I'll fucking do it with you. And I was like, I was after gaining about a stone and a half. I was puffy faced from drinking, red faced still from drinking. It was still emptying out of my fucking system. And even though I hadn't drank in three days, it was still fucking there. I had that look, that l- unhealthy look on my face and eyes. My skin was, was my skin was tight and sore. I could, Im- I can just, I can still remember it to this day where it was just, I just was unhealthy. I did. I, you know, I, I, I I was, I was fucking Marabaza. I was 27 years old and I felt like I was fucking 90. And so I said that I was going to run this 200 mile race and As soon as I left that conversation, I thought, how the fuck are we going to do this? How are we going to fucking train for 200 miles? And I said, and it's the kind of become a tagline of mine that like I probably didn't have enough time in four months to train a body to run 200 miles, but I probably had just enough time to train a mind that was going to run 200 miles. So I thought back to the mile 55, and that mile 55 mindset and how I could replicate that as much as possible. Put myself in that situation where my body would be like, oh my fucking God, are we going to stop? And I'm going to say, no, we're going to keep going and get myself into that train of thought so many times that when it came to the 200 mile race, I'd know what to do. And this is where, this is really where I developed this this flipping the script and and this and this becoming my own best friend because like it was true training for that two hundred mile race that I that I really started to develop it.
0: When you st- when you mentioned there, Trent, you were training your mind more than your body. What mm. what were you doing there? Like what, you know, you're talking about that fifty five mile point there, but what exactly was it? Like what?
1: So what I was doing was I was starting to like basically like <laughs> I call it today like the type of training. That I do today. Is sometimes I, I I think about the training session I'm doing, and I and I call it maximum horribleness, right? <laughs> so I think about it. I'm like, what's the maximum horribleness I can pull out of it? Like I was actually running up the mountains there the other day with my friend, and we we're running on the track. You know, it was a nice dry day, and there was a huge fucking filthy dirty puddle there, and I just jumped into the puddle and I like, got soaked my feet and legs and body and fucking everything, and just soaked up my fucking feet. And I was like, and I hop back on the train. He's like, what are you doing? But I was like. Maximum horribleness, boy. Maximum harmless. This day is not horrible enough, you know, it's like yeah, yeah, it was sunny, yeah. it was, you know, it wasn't raining and it was it was kind of windy, but like it was a good day. I was like, it's not horrible enough, you know?
0: Yeah. And, wow. That's and
1: so how h- how I started to bring that about back then was and I still do it from time to time now, is I, I was getting up at like half hour in the morning, five o'clock in the morning in like January, February, really dark, oh, cold morning. Yeah. And like running like 20, 30 kilometers in the morning. And I started doing that. And then basically, man, it was like, what actually happened out of that? As a corollary of those, of that, of that physical action, I I started to think about things differently, man. And I remember just one particular one, and I've mentioned this a million times because it's really, really a powerful moment in in my life, was... I, I, I was setting out for a 30-kilometer run and uh, I used to wear my headphones, listen to music every run and 300, 400 meters in, my fucking Bluetooth headphones died. Mm. And... I was basically stuck in this position where I kind of had to talk to myself, you know, like you'd be talking to yourself when the music is playing, but you're mostly like talking about the music and the music is always background noise and distracting you because it, 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 it was going to get me off the subject basically, you know? And so when I, when I started to listen to my thoughts, man, what I actually noticed was the usual anxiety, Or the usual accusatory finger that I was pointing at myself wasn't there anymore. And it was just this open, like, mental hug from myself and just thinking, Jesus, you know, Connor, like, we've been through a lot, man. You know, we've been through a fucking lot. And I've I've thought about certain times in my life that were really, really tough on me, you know. And... I instead of like looking at it in a, in a negative way, in a in a blaming way, in a regretful, anxious way, I was like, "We're going to get through this, man." And like, like because we're we are not what happened to us, you know, and we are not what we've been through. We are, we we are going to be sh- we are going to be shaped by it in a positive way. We're not going to be shaped by it in a negative way. And I just started to think about just different times in my life. As a young fella, relationships, um, Thai boxing, loads of different areas of my life that have kind of caught in me that 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 caught cut in the throat, heavy heart rate, sweaty palms, kind of yeah. zone, and I, and I started to think about them in like a really compassionate way, and then that's where it kind of started to build.
0: Yeah, it's 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 interesting you say that. It's like it's like. I'm sure you read Carol Dweck's book on growth mindset and fixed mindset, and it's this. You're looking at you're looking at your opportunities, you're looking at the future, you're looking at, and it's hard for people and for everybody myself. It's hard to flip into that because you can get sometimes so stuck in the past of Mm. who you are and the identity of who you are and what other people label you as. And that's was actually something you talked about before. I, th- I found it really interesting. I think you, I think you, I think it was somebody else you were speaking to about it, but it was about basically not pigeonholing yourself into this identity, this person. That, and I, I love that man. It was really cool because it was like you're not you're not just a bo- you're not just a Thailand fight uh, a Mai Thai fighter or a boxer or an ultra endurance athlete. You are who you want to be. Mm. and having that mindset because i think in i i suppose like in, in ireland because it's such a small country i found because i was living in the states there's people can be just whoever they hell they want to be most of the time because it's just such a big place you know and it's like yeah. so much attached to this identity or this label but in ireland it's because it's so small and you have these smaller communities that sometimes people can get stuck into this like oh that's that's who John is or that's who Mary is and and then you you take that on that personality and that identity and label but i, I I'd like you to develop on that because that was really cool I love that it was like don't yeah, for some somebody
1: it's so funny man because one of my buddies actually rang me just out of the blue the other day like you know and this guy is like a he's a he's an entrepreneur he's a very busy guy like you know he's not a guy mm-hmm. that would just waste his fucking time ringing people for no fucking reason you know and he rang me out of the blue and he just said I just wanted to let you know that like I I I'm not pigeonholing myself and I'm not I'm not this not this you know I'm not this rugby player or I'm not this guy who does this or this you know this business owner I am who I am and 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 thank you for reminding me of that and this was weeks after I had said that you know what I mean yeah, well, but well. it was because I think people actually kind of go fuck yeah yeah I've I've done that you know cuz I I I attached Whatever I was doing in the external in my life at any time was who I was. Yeah. Especially I was tie boxing and things like that. I was a tie boxer, and that's it. And my buddy uh, Paddy Douglas, who has another podcast. Uh, the podcast is called "Doing Me Thing," right? And he is doing his thing, right? And he talked about it in a really, really interesting way about a pot of gold and filling up your pot with these gold coins and fuck it I only had one gold coin inside the pot like you know what I mean when I was a tie boxer it was just the tie boxing coin was in that pot
0: yeah yeah
1: and I was just like you know I want my fucking pot filled I want it overflowing I want it to like when I kick over the pot when I finish up my fucking time on earth and I turn back into yeah. dust I want that pot to fucking flow out over and and have a far bigger reach than just this one coin rolling down mm-hmm. And um so that that's the thing, is like I'm not an ultra endurance runner. Like I yeah, I do that. Yeah. and I, I kind of I am, you know, because I do it or whatever the case be, but like in my mind, like I'm back running now, and I'm back really doing some great running now, but I, I had three and a half months there where I was injured, right? Where before I couldn't have taken that. I couldn't, I would have I'd have been such a, a bad mind frame. And Because I've started to see setbacks as opportunities now, I said, do you know what this is now? Just because you can't run, I was hiking and I was like, I don't feel any pain when I hike. And that's what spurred on this trip to get to know my country again and to camp around the country for fucking three weeks and, and climb all the tallest mountains in the country because... It, it was just like I, okay, I have this space of time which was going to be training, running. I can't do that. We have to think about. We have to think about other, you know, strings in our bow, other feathers in our cap. And and like one of the things that I love doing is mountaineering, and I am a mountaineer. And so I I, I said, let's do that. And it, it gives you such freedom, not pigeon your in yourself as this any one thing, but just being you. being you and everything that that encompasses
0: the good bad all all your interests all the interests that you may have
1: absolutely absolutely life is so Mm. fucking huge and variable and it just do you know what life is so fucking chaotic that trying to stick to any one singular thing for a prolonged period of time I think is almost a recipe for disaster because there's always going to be something that's there that's going to fucking you know what I mean that interjects Mm. And people are like, that's a very negative way of looking at it. No, it's not, it's just fucking real life. Real life is shit like. Yeah. Like a lot of the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like real life can be really shit to people. I, I know people that are perfectly healthy and they get diagnosed with fucking bad shit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're gone again there, Connor. I lose it.
1: You know? And we um when we are when we realize that all we kind of really control is who we are, that allows us that freedom to to fucking to look at all of the angles, all the interests we have and all of the 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 different monikers and different uh labels that we have on ourselves, you know?
0: Yeah. No, I, I love that. It was brilliant. It was fantastic. Um talking about I know you just briefly mentioned it there, but um Tell me what was your your trip around Ireland? What did you discover about the beautiful country of Ireland? And then, obviously, did you find out or discover? Well, I'm suppose you've done it before, but it was quite a big journey you're on, wasn't it? Was it, did you climb all the highest peaks in Ireland and then camp camped out just in in wild locations? Yeah, yeah.
1: And so basically, I set out on the journey. Very similarly to the hundred mile run and the two hundred mile run, it was really on a whim. Like you know, it was like yeah. I didn't. Re- I just was like I'm gonna put a load of shit into the boot and I'm gonna just see where it fucking goes. Like you know, because I had no expectation of it. So it was. I was already a winner just driving out of the driveway then because I had no expectation. Yeah,
0: so yeah.
1: Yeah. I basically what actually like in terms of the 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 whole picture of it, I camped out for twenty one days, so three weeks, and I. Um, and and then I went back out and did lots more you know I camped out all together for about six weeks but like in a row 21 um, days and I climbed all of the highest mountains and what I like loads of different aspects of of the the country I'm going to whip off this caffeine there let the let the hair flow a bit and um, what I what I noticed about it was that I reconnected with my essential Irishness and I really developed a new appreciation. I always loved where I was from, but I never appreciated just how much how beautiful it is, but like how enduring it is. Like like Ireland is such an old place it's such an old island and it's got so much history and so many different facets to it that it will it will surprise you it will shock you it will make you respect it and it will also bring some of the most euphoric feelings you'll ever have in your life about
0: mm-hmm. and
1: the more i got to traveling around the country the more i started to realize that ireland is like a it's like a beautiful woman right like, a beautiful woman in that way that, like, n- you know, no matter what mood or what time of...
0: I think you're gone there, for ...day cool.
1: or what way they, they are dressed. A beautiful appreciation in any regard. Because, you know, with, with, with a beautiful woman in Ireland, is, it needs to be respected. It needs to be cared for. It needs to be appreciated in the right way. And, and all of these things when I when I started thinking about it in that way and personifying pieces of Ireland, um, it just it, it developed another level for me and it reconnected the Gaelgoer in me. You know, I we may count macúpla You know, like we may an quid Gael taught nor we may run So, like when I was on the trip, I was in loads of Gael areas. I was using my bit of Irish and I was reconnecting with that aspect of me and even using those words give me a fucking beautiful power like you know a power and a pride of being Irish you know and then uh, that's what that whole trip was about for me was just reconnecting with that side
0: yeah it was brilliant it was fantastic oh, I was I was pretty jealous of it now to be honest with you it was lovely very cool oh it was just you and a couple of mates? Yeah. was it you and your mate I, or was it like was there like a little teamy that went off or what
1: it was, it was me and my buddy, Paul. But the funny thing about this whole thing is, right, I met Paul two days before that trip.
0: <laughs> oh, wait, <really?
1: laughs> well, I was on a mountaineering course. I was. This is the way that I, I am, like, you know, like, like if people, I, I wonder if people ever think when they're looking at my Instagram, like, how is he in real life, you know, like, is he in the same, you know, does he have the same energy or whatever? I was just like, here, man, we should go on this trip. <laughs> you know, like I was on this mountaineering course with sort him. Of, I met him a fucking day ago, and I goes, "We should go." On. I'm thinking about doing this fucking trip. I, we should do this trip, you know, because I had planned to go to Portugal. He had planned to go to France. I was like, "We're, we're not able to go. Let's yeah, fucking yeah. do this." And then, yeah, it. And then it takes it. it that that was fifty percent of it, and the other fifty percent is him say, thinking, what, I'll fucking go around with this lanky dope and fucking, you know." do some of the you know some claims around and all this kind of stuff and it just worked and like Jesus we became fucking great friends and I've met up with him numerous times since that trip because I think what this has really given me an appreciation for is great people as well great people you meet some great people by putting it out there like you know
0: Mm. oh yeah absolutely especially doing like a mountaineering course as well like that you're going to meet people with the same interests same kind of values like that's brilliant yeah that was, Connor, you did a 20 oh, I thought it was nuts, 24 hour run there. That was, that was, went back around your porch. What was going through your head, man? Doing that, that was, I mean, like, so it was for uh Peter House, wasn't it? Pieda. It
1: was, yeah, it was for Peter House, yeah. It was all part of the kind of whole big fundraiser. So, what basically, yet again, um, it was like another imp- t-
0: Another one a year, just off the off the cuff kind of.
1: Absolutely, I thought about it, and I think about twenty seconds.
0: Yeah, I think you're gone again. The internet keeps going, but I'm sure it'll come back now in a second.
1: It was later. It was on Instagram. You know, I was like chewing, them, them. Chew them again, but. I uh, like when I get a thought that excites me, like genuinely excites me and get and, and, and grabs my interest. I'm like, yeah, that's fucking happening. So I uh, basically I got this idea that because loads of people were doing like runs around their backyard, mm. and, you know, they were doing like days and marathons and all this kind of stuff. And I said, Joe, you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> I'm going to run around it for a day. So I said I'd run around my patio for a day, and um, yeah, do you know what? now right. Um I think that was one of the toughest things I've ever done. Um because it was just so many different facets, man, where it was just like I I just I I I fucking I I thought about how tough it was going to be, but I think it actually it actually did surprise me. It's
0: well. Wow. Oh yeah. It's gone there. I think it'll come back now in a second.
1: Surprised me how hard it was. Um, nearly sixty hours, and um, I was going to be able to breathe it a bit, you know. I, I had, you know, but that was quickly fucking negated anyway because um, it was a it was a very 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 tough run, and I I actually was fairly jovial almost. I was fairly fucking high spirited until about twenty hours in, and then the last four hours, the sun came back out for day number two, and uh, started to fucking cook me. Um, I got sunstroke started vomiting everywhere and uh, the last four hours were a real tough slog. They were really like, you know, I had to, I had to like kind of inject that mile 55 mentality again. It's like, are you here to run for 20 and a half hours? Are you here to run for 24 hours? And I quickly answered the question and kind of basically kept going like, you know, and um, yeah, it was a very, very tough. What
0: was going through, can you hear me, or is it after? Is it after stopping again?
1: Say that. One, to be honest with you, but again, it was all. It was very much short.
0: Sorry, it kind of broke there. Can you hear me, Conor? Are you good? Yeah, I can hear you there. No,
1: the video's kind of gone a bit. Yeah. kaput, but
0: I can hear you. <laughs> no worries. Um what was going through you? Like, what was what was going through your head? Or like, was there any sort of? Did you have any sort of? I suppose like triggers or. Um, like focus points that you could concentrate on, like mentally, if this was like something that was going downhill. But like I mean, you just had to do it, I suppose that you had it set in your head. It was that my mile, mile fifty-five thing, you just said, I'm gonna do it. And that yeah, it, that, that it was kind of anchor there.
1: It's an it's an honesty thing as well with me. It's like if I'm gonna to say to everybody that I'm gonna do something, yeah. I will follow through, you know, and, and, and that's that's because if I if I say things and I don't follow through on them, right?
0: There again.
1: what actually happens is it comes and bites off shit like running around the patio. So from right? So when it comes to to doing these twenty four hour runs, it's like okay, you what you talk to talk. Now it's time to walk the walk. And, and when I when I got to the end of it like that, it was kind of like okay you know that you can do this. It's going to be very, very hard. And you always knew it was going to be very hard, but you will see the end of it. And it's just one foot in front of the other. And that was it. I was just like, you got to break it down into those type of lumps. And, yeah. um, like there's videos of me at the very end of this race, like in the last hour ever in the, of this race, of this run. And in the last hour, like, and I am, I, I'm, I'm fucking gone. Like, you know, my, my head is fucking goosed. Um, I, I'm, I'm, Dehydrated, even though I've been drinking like non stop. I'm after vomiting all of the food that I was taking on. My legs were in shit. My ankles, my knees were fucked. And when you get to that kind of point and everything else is stripped back, there's a certain honesty that comes out in you, in yeah. your mind. And it's and a, a very potent type of, of honesty. It's like, um, it's like an ultra concentrated version of something. So like anything that like, you know, that certain, certain times, like the, the, the purity of things is increased by the, you know, by the, the pressures that it's put under. So like the purities of gold and of, of diamonds and all of these things are, are, are basically like variants of the pressure that it's been put under and the process has been put through. Yeah. So that's the same with, 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 with internal honesty. And that's how I get the best out of myself is by putting myself in those situations
0: yeah Well. yeah that was an incredible achievement man. brilliant fantastic <laughs> so yeah. good wow brilliant so is that that kind of that, that pressure that kind of that internal kind of you mentioned there like being honest to yourself is and that compassion that still goes back to that whole kind of point of mile 55 that turning point for you in January 2019 waking up and you're you're Thinking of smoke and like what what for for listeners for viewers what how did you know you talk, talked about this like flipping the the script the switch the script but what i'm gonna question this like how, how trying to think here what no worries no you're good you're good what advice would you give for those people who are listening now? Like how? Like I mean, I know you talked about flipping the script, but what exactly did you do in order to have that compassion, have that love, being honest with yourself? What do you do on a day-to-day basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis? What do you do? That's that. You know, I'm kind of getting down to the nitty gritty yeah. bit of
1: one hundred percent. I like I'm a- actually doing. Uh, I'll be doing a a, a a a podcast on each of these three things, right? And these are the pillars, I suppose, of what I try and talk about because I wanted a way of communicating it to people. Because, like, you know, like um, I don't like this kind of the way of like you know, like the three pillars of success and all these kind of things. But this is just the easiest way for me to actually break it down in reality, you know. Yeah. And what I decided to do was I was going to take accountability for my life, and um, I was going to show myself compassion. And I was going to be grateful. So, like to start off, mm. people need to realize that in terms of accountability and responsibility, right? All the successes and the failures of your life are down to you. Right. And 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 that's a tough pill to swallow for a lot of people. And it was a very tough pill for me to swallow. I couldn't blame anybody else anymore. I was like, I was blaming my boss for hating my. Job, he's the guy who's giving me fucking for me. So you know, things are going wrong, it's it's it is it is up to you, right? And that's where I had to realize that I'm not gonna ha- I'm not gonna be able to point fingers outwards. I have to fucking look at myself. Am I doing the things that lead to my life? Be, you know, being the way I want it to be. Am I doing that? Asking myself that fucking question. Am I doing my best to make this happen, or am I at least you know trying to manifest these things, right? That's the first thing. The second thing is, is you have to be compassionate with yourself about things that have happened. You have to be because we can't live in the past. We cannot live in the past. We are not what happened to us. Right. Right? We have to investigate them. We can't fucking toss them out the fucking door because you know what? If you look back at those things, they might teach you some of the best fucking lessons you ever have in your life. But you You have to look at them through the eyes of accountability, through the eyes of, okay, and not in a regretful way, these things, and be compassionate and know in the knowledge that at the time you were operating under the best information you had to hand, and that was it. And you might have made mistakes, and you might have done the wrong thing, or whatever the case may be, but you have to be compassionate. No, I'm only human, and I will do my very best to not do those things that make me feel bad anymore, right? And the third thing is you have to identify the aspects of your life that you are grateful for. Now, this is a thing that I would have always said I was grateful for my life all the time. Oh, geez, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for these things. I want you to break your life fucking down, like as in really, really, this is why I was, you're on about gratitude training and what I'm doing at the moment to train my gratitude because... People talk about gratitude in a very airy, fairy way. Like, and they don't really put any.
0: I think you're gone again. I'm sure it'll come back. It'll come back. You there, Connor? We might have lost you again. So, did, did, did I lose you? I lost you there for about a minute, yeah. We were talking, no worries. talking about uh, gratitude training and talking about how airy-fairy it is and maybe that people don't use it properly. And that's
1: Yeah, right. well, no, not, not so much that people don't use it properly, but that like, I hear people going off about gratitude all the time and I just think that um, the message is being kind of a bit mixed up, right? Okay. So, um, what... What I've done now in terms of gratitude training, training the part of my mind that thinks about things that I'm grateful for, I've started to take away luxuries. So I've started to take away the luxuries of my life. So I always have had hot water in my life. Always. Never fucking had to to worry about whether there was hot water there. Unless, you know, someone had used up the hot water and had to wait a half an hour trying to immersion or whatever, like, you know? but I never had a period in time where like cold water was my only choice. So I said, okay, well, we're going to start doing that. So from the 24th, I think the 24th of September, I stopped having hot showers and I've only ever, I've only had cold showers. And now since yesterday, anytime I'm having a shower, like especially at nighttime now, like if I have a shower this evening, I won't turn on the lights right? Now, I'm not telling people to do this really, but this is the way that I've done this. So, I will be in the dark, right? And what this is also designed to do is to make me vulnerable. Because when you're in the dark, and you're being splashed in your face and your chest by cold water, you don't know where a fucking thing is, and you are you really, really do become very, very grateful that you have a fucking light switch. Yeah. Yeah. And you have energy in your house that gives you light and you became very, very um, grateful for having hot water. So I've decided to take those things away to amplify that and bring that into my mind. So that next time that I'm, that I'm in a situation where I'm feeling like fuck sake literally today, you remember I was saying to you there, I was going to the shop and, um, I was getting a few bits and pieces in the shop before I did this podcast. I was literally in the line, right? And I was waiting in this line for fucking ages. You know, sometimes you pick the wrong line and it's just the person ahead of you is just taking their fucking sweet ass time, right? Basically, that had happened to me, right? And then I hear, checkout three is open, right? And I'm still waiting for this person to go. And three people, all three people that were behind me that had just joined the queue jumped into the other one, right? And I thought to myself, this could be a fucking time now where I allow that piss me the fuck off. But I was just like, I just I turned and looked at the food on the on, on the on the the conveyor belt, and I said, I'm so happy and so grateful. And this is this is not contrived. This is exactly what happened. I'm so grateful that I have the money in my pocket to buy this food so I can eat dinner tonight.
0: Mm,
1: yeah, and it brought me right back into being fucking greater for my life and it fucking, I wasn't thinking about the other people getting served before me, even though I've been there for fucking ages and trying to rush home to be on this podcast with you. And it brought me back into the gratitude side of life. And that's the practical uses for gratitude. So people can talk, you'll fucking hear people talking about gratitude, this, that, and the other thing all the fucking time, that's it. It's, it's the practical, it's, it's got a practical use. Thinking about how grateful you are for fucking your life and all this kind of shit, right? If you actually thought about how grateful you are about every aspect of your life every day, you'd do nothing. You'd get nothing done. It would be so inefficient. You'd be stopping every five seconds and being like, oh my God, I'm so happy I have this jumper. Isn't this pants just unbelievable? And then, Jesus, isn't it great that I have this car and this steering wheel feels so great. You just wouldn't get anything fucking done. So there's practical uses for gratitude and and that, and that that's it and, and how I'm getting better at using it is by is by training it and getting rid of certain things
0: and that's so good I've never actually heard that before been done that's the first time I've ever heard that practice it's brilliant
1: <laughs> it's, yeah it's, class I'm, 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 I'm fucking delighted with it like you know because it's, 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 it's the first th-
0: practical thing but, I've ever heard about gratitude like I mean yeah, you, you often hear like as you said people being grateful name three things you're grateful for today but like you could, I don't know. You could name so yeah. many things, but like, I don't know if it changes anything internally. You know,
1: absolutely. And I and I and I, 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 like that does happen, or whatever the case may you, be. You 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 pull these things that you're grateful for, or whatever, right? But what I do is I've set aside because I say like it's it's inefficient to be constantly grateful, right? Mm. It is, but what I do is as part part of this kind of like flip the script uh, mentality is areas where i'd f- feel the most times before like monday mornings a fucking i would be dreading the week yeah. before when i was when i was my fucking old job fucking doing shit that i didn't want to do drinking and fucking half smoking myself to death monday morning was always the time that was fucked up for me okay. so i would use monday morning to just think about one thing and it has to be proximal. So, proximity is the key, right? So, if I go, Jesus, I'm very, very, um, I'm very, very grateful for this house. That's this constant that's kind of always been in my life, or whatever the case may be. So, what I try and do is I try and think about something new, or some thought that I've had, or something that's happened to me recently in that week, or whatever, that I'm grateful for.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So proximity is the key. So like, think about something that's in your mind. You know, yeah. you could have started a new job. You could have fucking got a new friend. You could have, um, you know, you could have climbed a mountain that you really enjoyed. You could have gotten a good day's weather for that climb on the weekend. Fucking having that like proximity attached to it is the key. Because if I say, Jesus, I'm grateful that I have food in my belly or whatever, that's something that happens all the time. Yeah, but if, yeah, yeah. I, if, I can, if I can be in the moment and I'm sitting down to this meal and I'm starving and I go, I am so grateful for this meal, it puts me into that mindset of, of gratitude because that's proximity. It's right there. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. if I'm sitting on my bed on a Monday morning, I always try and pull one thing that's happened yeah. recently or whatever the case may be. Like this, this Monday, was for me was i'm so grateful that i finally allowed myself to record the podcasts and i'm and that i'm enjoying that process
0: yeah yeah
1: and that's that's the fucking that's the big thing for me now that i'm really enjoying and and like tomorrow when i wake up i'm probably going to be like i could probably say "Geez, i'm so grateful that i had such a great conversation with alex or something you know along those lines where it's like you know
0: it, it, it gets you it's thinking relevant. about it's the here and now. Yeah, it's relevant. It makes it more real as well in that present time. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's brilliant. So those three points, man, they were very strong. They're very good. So being accountable to your life, your successes and your failures. Mm. Second one is having compassion. Isn't it compassion for yourself? Whatever happened Absolutely. in the past. And then the third one is, yeah, just what we talked about there, being grateful and practicing gratitude training. It's fantastic, mm. man. Very good. They were good. That was sorry. That was the question I was trying to ask. They were very practical, three points to help you flip the script. Very good. Very good. Absolutely. Brilliant, man. That's that's fantastic. Well, okay, okay, I think I think we'll finish it up on that note, but before we do, do you have any uh any more out of the out of the spur moments of uh new events coming up or races or whatever it might be? <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm like Got some really exciting stuff coming up that I can't talk about, right? But I've got some really, really interesting stuff happening. And I I'm always on the cusp of making a big decision about something like that. I'm all like I could I could be sitting no, no, and a certain ornament on the wall would make me think about something that I'll do. Do you know so, like it'll be something like that? And I love that that's the way my mind works. And I've let I've let that because what 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 i've discovered that is is it's what um it's what psychologists would call free child state right or psychiatrists or psychologists they call it free child it's the creative part of us right so the way that i am creative is thinking about ways to test my body you know what i mean and and i, and I love that i love feeding into that and like doing the podcast all of that so if you ever feel like um there's things that are pulling you, and you're fucking, you're wanting to do something. Just you don't really know why you want to do it, but you're doing it. That's usually your free child is pulling you out oh, yeah, of yeah. you know, be it that to do some shit. So yeah, there's loads of exciting shit definitely going to happen, um, and yeah, it's a uh, it's exciting times.
0: Brilliant, man, brilliant. And where can people find you if they want to reach out? Any questions? Um, Connor Keith, it's C O Keith, isn't it? On, on Instagram. Oh.
1: O K E E F F E. People call me Co-Keefe as well, which I, I you know, I, I, don't know if uh, whatever way you want to call me, I don't really mind. But yeah, that's my Instagram, and that's I usually go on. I talk about things, and like I'll, m- you know, make jokes about certain stuff. I'll be giddy and I'll make and I'll laugh and joke about things. I'll say some more serious things, but I'll always have an air of just basically trying to share my life in a, in a positive note with with people. So I hope that people enjoy it.
0: That's great, man. And you have a, TF, what's the TFS event coming up shortly? Is there one in September? Oh no, that that was in September, wasn't it? That was...
1: No, yeah, the, T5, the, yeah, the five. that's the 5am run, the yeah, 5k yeah. at 5am. Now, I wanted to run one this month, but because of everything that's going on, I, know, I don't yeah. really know what I'm going to do. Now, I I might try and run a virtual one where people can join me from all over the country, which would be fantastic. Um.
0: Mm.
1: but i'm i'm, I'm definitely going to put some work into doing that this week for sure yeah because that's a really integral part of everything that i'm doing is actually meeting people and actually like really fucking getting to know these people this is like this is not so much just about me figuring out my life but you know fucking coming in contact with new people and things like that so I'm i'm always open for that
0: no, it's brilliant. Yeah, it looks it looks great. I I'll, I'll have to I'll have to attend, man. If you're doing a virtual one, I'd love to love to do it with you guys.
1: Absolutely, boy. Absolutely for sure.
0: Well, Connor, look man. I think we'll leave it at that. Um okay, thanks thanks your time, man. I, I really enjoyed this conversation. It was brilliant. Cheers, man. Thanks, Alex, man. I appreciate it. All right. We'll chat to you soon, dude. Have a good one. Cheers.